Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be discussing our new moon forecast taking place on March 13th, 2021. And I do want to give you guys the heads up that um, it's a little bit early for the forecast, but if I wait, the forecast will come out the day before the new moon. So this happens sometimes where I have to post it either really early or like last minute. I prefer to do it early so that you all have a heads up on the astrological weather and the cosmic climate, so to speak. So let's go ahead and get into the new moon energy and also just energy of this month. Um, as I had mentioned on the Rahu and Mars conjunction segment. If you haven't listened to that yet, I recommend the listening to it. I also discuss how it may impact you, your rising sign. If you need to calculate your Vedic sidereal rising sign, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart. You can find your rising sign and your moon sign there. Whatever your ascendant and your moon sign are, those are going to be the signs you look to for transits in the Vedic sidereal system. So Listen to that if you haven't already, because this is the month where things may get a little intense again. And so I want to talk about intensity. I want to talk about the new moon. I want to talk about auspicious activities for the new moon, other astrological configurations. And then I'm going to talk about personal responsibility, which is the most liberating thing in the world, in my opinion. It's funny how taking responsibility and, and taking something on and taking ownership, it sounds like a burden. It sounds like, you know, you're taking something, you're carrying the weight of it. But in my opinion, it's the most liberating thing in the world because when we take full responsibility of ourselves and our actions, what we are creating with our thoughts, words, actions, environment, we can truly make such a massive impact on our life and how we are living and how we operate in the world. Okay, so we'll talk about that too. So moving into this new moon forecast, the new moon again is going to take place on March 13th, 2021. Get this at 3.33am Central Standard Time. So also keeping in mind, I'm in Austin, Texas, depending on where you are, the timing may be different. But Again, in, in the central standard time, new moon's going to take place at 3.33 in the sign of Aquarius in the nakshatra of Purva Bhadrapada. And so remember, we have the sign that we're looking at, and then we want to take an even closer look. We're going to divide that sign into even smaller segments to get a nakshatra, the lunar mansion of the sky. This nakshatra will be Purva Bhadrapada. And so when I'm looking at the chart for the new moon, of course, when we're having a new moon, this means that the moon and the sun are so close together that the moon cannot reflect any light from the sun. So it's completely dark. It is often seen as a time of turning inwards, of being more reflective, focusing less on outward projection or outward manifestation in the world, and instead pulling in, spending less energy, focusing on what's happening inside. Okay, so it's just lower energy, which makes sense because the moon is not reflecting the light of the sun, which is generally associated with energy. Okay. 
And on this new moon, first of all, there's a stellium building in Aquarius. We had all of these planets in the sign of Capricorn, and now they've all shifted into Aquarius. So if you're an Aquarius rising or an Aquarius moon, you probably are feeling a lot of feels. There's probably a lot of energy, maybe high Vata as well. I've got to say, because Aquarius is an air sign. Okay, it's about communications and sharing information with being an air sign. And when I say Vata, this is like very quick moving, airy nature to it. So people may be feeling a little less grounded. There may just be more chittavritti, you know. Uh, chittavritti means whirlwind of the mind. So there may be some more of this moving through. And it's just something to be aware of. It's something that's going to pass. There are grounding exercises to be done and all of that good stuff, which I'm not going to go on that tangent. But with all of these planets in the sign of Aquarius, Aquarius really loves to imagine a world beyond the confines of what it's been presented with. So I think that there are going to be people who are communicating, right, because Aquarius is about communication, communicating their ideas in a new way. And I, I really do think that there will be some sort of revolutionary ideology that we see coming out because Aquarius also really likes to go against the grain. Um, of course, there's also so much associated with science when we think about Aquarius. But what I really wanted to talk about in this segment is that I think we are going to see many people communicating their ideas and their revolutionary thoughts. And so especially for those of us living in the United States, we have seen a division building. And I think that it hasn't been super prevalent in the news as of late. Of course, it was earlier on in the year. I think that we are going to see a resurgent of that. And I was looking on the news and, and apparently there's already some thought um, that perhaps there's going to be another invasion of the capital or just other uh, threats and concerns on some of these groups that are arising. And there's not a whole lot we can do to stop that. You know, this is what people are going to do. This is what is just currently happening in this specific cycle, which again, I'm going to talk about. But again, with all these plants in Aquarius, I think we're going to see a lot of this. And in the addition to the plants in Aquarius, there's also Neptune, okay, and Neptune makes things very illusionary and kind of confusing. And I do think that we are going to be learning new information. And this is globally, I think that globally, that there's going to be a lot of new information coming out, particularly around corruption, I think that there is going to be a lot of corruption being revealed. Um, and again, I think this is going to be happening many places, not just in the United States, but for the United States, States specifically, when I'm looking at the chart for the United States, this is happening in the third house. And the third house is all about the media, publications, um, communications. So, so I do think that we can anticipate some new information coming out, information being revealed. And I do think that with this new moon happening in Aquarius, specifically in Purva Bhadrapada, which I'm going to talk about, it is going to spur a lot of this information to start coming out, particularly towards the end of the month. 
okay, so it's going to be something that we see in March. March is going to be an interesting month. I'm not sure what's up with March, but it's, you know, we're going to have another interesting March is all I'm going to say, because at the end of March, things are also going to get a little hectic. I do want to say that in terms of finances, as I've been mentioning in many podcasts, the United States is experiencing a Pluto return in the second house. Saturn and Jupiter are sitting there as well. This is all about finances. Yeah. Um, and I could go into more detail, but just to keep it simple. And this Mars and Rahu conjunction is happening in the sixth house. And so if you study astrology and understand the way that the houses work, we have the art, the houses, the art, the houses have to do with acquiring wealth, managing wealth. These are going to be houses two, six and 10. They are associated to the earth signs. Second sign of the zodiac is Taurus. Sixth sign of the zodiac is Virgo. Tenth sign of the zodiac is Capricorn. So the earth signs are associated to things like stability and security, which is what having wealth Artha um, is all about. And so with Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter conjoining in the second house and Artha house in the sign of Capricorn, an earth sign, and Mars and Rahu conjoining in the sixth house, an Artha house, in Taurus, an earth sign, there are going to be big events around finances. There's going to be a lot of new stuff about finances, the stock market, how people have been spending money, corruption around money. I do also think that we're going to start seeing changes in these areas and how people view it and where they want to invest their money, the types of investments they want to make, maybe even investing money in these other types of currencies that are being presented, uh, such as cryptocurrency. I know that's a big one. So these are things that we want to watch out for globally. Now, on an individual level with the moon and sun conjoining in Aquarius so close to Neptune. This is a time, in my opinion, where we can get really clear on what sattva means to us. And sattva is a Sanskrit word, meaning pure essence, balance or harmony, to keep it simple. And what in our life is not in harmony what is out of balance and how can we work to get back into balance and the reason that i say that is because purva bhadrapada is actually a pretty dark nakshatra just to put it into perspective some favorable activities are endings risk things with technology death and conclusions <laughs> the endings of things the least auspicious activities are going to be beginnings, initiating, starting something new, marriage, romantic activity. Okay, so again, it's kind of like a darker nakshatra. But what is so amazing about this nakshatra is, first of all, interestingly enough, it is ruled by Jupiter. So there is a connection to teaching and higher knowledge and understanding. And this nakshatra is associated one of the symbols for it is a funeral cot which is often associated to fire and purification it's an opportunity to start anew purva bhadrapada is also often associated to 
inner purification through spiritual practices and through spiritual dedication. So really having practices for a higher purpose. And they're also known for having really um, amazing goals and intentions for the improvement of society. And so I think, again, on a more global level, I think we're going to see people coming out wanting to present these ideas, but they may not be ideas that are super in alignment for us. It might be that they feel that this is right. They feel that this is correct. They feel that this will make society better. And I think that all of us are going to have such a different idea of what that looks like. So just keep that in mind. Just because someone has good intentions or, you know, you're hearing that this next shutter is associated to having ideal, idealistic goals for the future, we don't really know what that means to this individual. We don't know what idealistic means. So just know we're going to see a lot of people coming out presenting their own idea of what that looks like, which can cause some controversy, okay? But on an individual level, how can we choose actions that benefit our own life and the people around us? Because when we think about these ideas from a Vedantic perspective, if we're looking at things like karma, it's an action. It, it just simply means that our action is going to have a reaction. What we choose to do is going to have a consequence rather that be good or bad. And so there can be karmas made in the present moment and there can be karmas made in lifetimes. Again, if we're looking at it from this certain perspective. And when we're thinking about dharma, this idea of dharma, it's taking right action and really considering how our actions are going to impact all the facets of our life and the people around us because we have individual dharma, we have individual karma, but then we also have collective karma and we have a responsibility to contemplate how our actions are impacting ourselves and the people around us. And so when I think about these types of transits, you know, and, and how people are going to get stirred up, and I think that there is going to be the likelihood of division, and I think there's going to be a lot of fear in the media and in messages that we're seeing around us. And so I really want to stress this idea of karma and how every single action we take has a response. It's going to have an outcome. There's so much power in that. There's so much power. And I think that we can really lose a lot of steam if we turn too much focus into things we can't control. If we're coming from a place of integrity and responsibility and love and service, if we're wanting to serve the people around us and make the world better for the people around us, if every one of us were doing that, we would make such a huge positive impact on the world. And I know that you guys are. <laughs> I just mean like, imagine if every single person in the world was doing that. Um, and I'm not saying they're not necessarily, but anyway, right? Like we're trying to focus on on service and appreciation and integrity. And 
So now I want to talk about like taking personal responsibility because again, this nakshatra of Purvabhadrapada has such incredible spiritual capacity, such spiritual insight. I think that it's something that we can spend some time thinking about on the new moon on the 13th and into the month when maybe things get a little bit more bumpy. And it's how can I take responsibility for my actions? How can I be courageous enough not to pass blame when I mess up, you know, because it really is an act of courage to mess up and say, hey, I messed up. That was my bad. I'm going to correct it. Because if we don't take personal responsibility for something, there's no way we're going to correct it in the future. It just means we'll do it again and blame somebody else again. That's the pattern. We mess up, we blame somebody else. We mess up, we blame this other person. Have you ever seen anybody like that in a relationship? They'll just bounce between relationships and as soon as something goes wrong, they just blame the person that they're with. It's so wild. I don't know how it happens. But if we stopped to look inside and say, hey, I'm creating this circumstance. Maybe these circumstances are created by my action. We can have an opportunity to change our actions and create harmony and and be more successful in creating harmony. And I don't want to act like that there aren't going to be people who aren't easy to get along with. Like, of course, like no matter how sattvic, like no matter how pure and harmonious we are, there are going to be people who don't get along with us, people who don't like us, people who have no intention of taking personal responsibility. But then comes the question, how are you going to respond in the face of that? Are you going to drop to that level and say, no, you're the one who did this and just fall into an endless cycle of pointing fingers or remove yourself you know send this person gratitude for being a lesson on the path because they are every person that we encounter who's difficult to get along with is a massive lesson in how we can act with more patience how we can act with more grace how we can stay connected to that space inside of us that space of knowing and stillness and compassion and love Instead of, you know, falling, folly into all of these other um, things like blaming or anger, or resentment or frustration or whatever, because when it comes down to it, these people, these people who are hard to get along with or the, the people who can't see our point of view or are constantly blaming us for things, they're locked in their own stuff. Like they've got their own stuff going on and they may be tremendously hurt. They may be carrying tremendous hurt from childhood. They may have never been taught how to act with grace. They may not have any idea what it looks like to take personal responsibility. They may have been totally neglected. We have no idea, you know, and so the only thing we know that we can do to make this a better situation is to not engage anymore. You have to protect your own energy. Your responsibility is not to save that person. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Don't save them. You're not. That's not your role. <laughs> you are not a therapist. Maybe you are. If you're a therapist and that's your client, it's different. But if you are just two people living life, it's not your responsibility to fix them. It's your just be responsible for your actions. You can either choose to continue engaging in this person or you can choose to create an environment for yourself that is more harmonious. Anyway, I got off on a tangent on that. But I saw a quote that I wanted to share with you guys. It's by Jane Goodall. Everything you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. 
And so for me, that's just like completely perfect in terms of taking responsibility, you know, and another reason why this nakshatra reminded me of this specific topic in terms of taking responsibility for our karma and the reaction that we're going to get from our actions um, is that it's not a super bright, light, easy nakshatra. It's a dark nakshatra. And I think it's okay to make mistakes. And I think that this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. If it's okay to make mistakes, we can learn from those mistakes. If we're trying to be perfect all the time, it is going to end up looking like us blaming other people or not wanting to take responsibility because we don't want to be honest about the fact that we're not perfect. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. And what's even more amazing is making a mistake, taking personal responsibility, learning from it, growing from it, and choosing to do better in the future. And thinking about how these long-term choices, the choices that we make on a daily basis, how it's going to impact our entire lives. Because some of these things, you know, we, we see an immediate result. And others, it takes a long time to start showing up. You know, for example, in terms of how we eat, if we're choosing to fill our bodies with good food and water on a daily basis, it's going to take a long time for us to see the result of that. If we're choosing to consume high levels of sugar and high levels of alcohol every day, it may take us a couple of years to see the long-term result of that. But regardless of if it's short-term or long-term, we want to be aware of how our actions are manifesting in our lives. And some more short-term results could be how we engage with other people. How much grace do we give? How much grace do we give others and space do we give them to mess up? and offer them forgiveness, understanding that they're just people? How much grace do we offer ourselves? Um, how do we spend our time? Are we constantly on our phone all day, every day? Or are we going to make time to go out in nature, get vitamin D, you know, spend time in the sun, spend time in the trees? You know, there's this idea of prana, life force energy and prana is highest in things like nature and organic material um, and notice what effect it has on your health short term and long term and this could be as easy as going to the park you know it doesn't have to be anything big but it's spending some time outside in fresh air um, are we acting from service on a regular basis on a regular basis coming from service this is truly transformational. Um, one of the biggest ideas around kind of creating positive karma individually and collectively is acting from service and from love. You know, it's taking a moment to step outside of ourselves. I think that it's so easy to get caught up in our own human quest and our own identity and ego in this life. And, um, just taking a moment to pause and focus the attention on somebody else's quest in their life and their mission and their needs. And also, how can we serve the environment? How can we serve? How can we create good karma for the collective in terms of how we are treating nature, how we're treating animals, 
Okay. We can also see this play out or take personal responsibility for our karma in terms of arguments. You know, is it possible to slow down a little bit? Maybe ask some questions, ask some, demonstrate some curiosity, maybe grace someone without assumption and just watch how this transforms life in the short term and the long term. Um, It could be breathing. If you sit and breathe deeply for five minutes every day, that may give really positive results in the long run. So it's these actions that we're taking daily that are accumulating. But we want to be taking charge of our life and creating the life that we want in the short term and in the long term and being aware of that. Um, And of course, like no one is perfect. Everyone's going to mess up. But that comes back to this idea of saying you're sorry, you messed up, it's okay. Nobody expects you to be perfect. I certainly don't. I mess up all the time, all the time, constantly messing up. And I just apologize, pick myself up and I continue. And I think that everyone deserves the same grace, you know, and so please be graceful with yourself. Please be graceful with the people around you. And that being said, we're going to see some things. We're going to see some things. People are going to do some things that you might agree with. People are going to do some things that maybe really, really make you mad. Try to stay in harmony with yourself. Make the world better. Make your actions meaningful. Act with service. Act with love. Act with gratitude. I don't know what these other people are going to be doing. I care about you and I want you to be happy and harmonious. Okay. And I know that's not easy to do all the time, but hopefully this podcast has been somewhat supportive. Hopefully you have a really nice new moon coming up on the 13th. I'll probably post another podcast, um, maybe about some new moon intention setting, because I know we didn't do that today on next Friday. So again, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you learned something or at least feel empowered to create this amazing life for yourself and create a life that's more in alignment with your higher moral standing. And I think that that's it for today. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.